0: this morning I will speak about um, to live is a choice a life is a choice every day from the morning till the afternoon we have been confronted with so many choices this morning you've been given the choice the option of what time you wanted to wake up if you want to wake up a bit later then you're going to be late for church in the morning too you have you have been given an option of whether you wanted to brush your teeth or not this morning you were also given the option whether you want to have breakfast or not having shower or not or whatever color clothes that you were gonna wear what type of shoes or whether you wanted to wear sandals or shoes they're all choices options and every day we always have options according to the statistics throughout the life if let's say for a person which um, with seventy years of age, his whole life he tend to take um, decision roughly um, one million seventy times, and uh, through among all those decisions, there are some that are that shouldn't be wrong because the risk will be such great. For example. The decision to believe in Jesus shouldn't—it's a decision that shouldn't be wrong. It is a decision that has to be made so that we can have an eternal life. Now, the decision for you to study. There are some people who doesn't want to study. Obviously, he's not gonna know anything. Who's not literal. But for those who have decided to study, then you now you can reap the um the reward. And to so those sort of thing. Are the decisions that shouldn't be wrong because you will um, you will be able to reap the reward likewise the decision for you to pick your um, your life partner it shouldn't it's a decision that shouldn't be wrong because if you're if not then you won't your marriage won't be happy when you make a decision to move to Australia it is also a decision that shouldn't be wrong so then you can Receive the peacefulness. I'm so glad that we have been given the um, the opportunity to live in Australia. Who feels grateful for live um, for being able to live in Australia? I believe that there is not even one congregation member who is um, complaining about living in um, in Australia. Most of the time, people said, "Oh, Indonesia, you tend to become a boss," and then. In here you become an, uh, an employer, uh, an employee, yeah, an employee. See, let us have no sort of thinking that way um, from today onwards. We should be glad that we live in Australia. Yesterday an electrician came to my place. We had a chit chat. He has been in Australia for 25 years. And I asked, do you love living in Australia? He goes, yeah, of course, I love it so much. And then I, I said, do you know that in Australia, Australia is the second best place to live in the world? And he goes, no, it's the best place to live in the world. Isn't it amazing? And I believe that if we can be grateful, then we will know that our decision is not wrong. Because it will prove the fact that um, you've made the right decision that's why no matter what we choose or desire today, let us be grateful for it. There are also things that we cannot pick. We can't pick you know, whether you will be born from a male or a female, or um, you're born um, as a male or female. You cannot pick which family you wanted to be born in. All of a sudden you just become a child of someone, right? A child of a parent, right? You can't choose that. Likewise, you cannot pick the fact that you will be born in whatever nationality, whatever skin colour you are in. Even if your skin colour is um, dark, then, you know, um, even though you wanted to become dark skin um, colour, and you were born in white, then you can't. You cannot pick the fact that, um, you know, how tall you wanted to be. We don't have much choice in that. That's why today I wanted to take you along to think, how do we pick the right choice, choices, so that we can make the right um, decision. When we wanted to make the decision, we have to make the right decision. So I wanted to take an example, a figure who has made the right um, decision. Now let's take a look at Joshua chapter 24, verse 14. How are we supposed to pick the right choice or the right decision? This passage will give us such an important lesson. Joshua chapter 40, uh, 24, verse 14. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve Him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve you the Lord Um, so how do we make the right decision Joshua is teaching us one um, one advice that is that we have to our decision has to be based on God's will it shouldn't be away from God's will See, when Israelites was delivered out of Egypt by Moses, there were approximately two and a half million people. Imagine the exodus of, you know, of two and a half million people. Yeah. And when this thing happens, um, when Joshua said in, for, uh, in chapter 24, there was a, a meeting. Joshua has made a meeting. So then there is a renewal of the covenant um, with God. Before, um, before the twelve um, tribes of Israel to go back to the, um, to the, uh, their place, Joshua said, so then they can l- let go of their, put away the gods, and it is he said that serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away. The gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood. This is really important. From two and a half million people that was delivered, that were delivered out of um, Egypt, there were only a third that entered the promised land, Canaan. Two thirds of them died in the wilderness. So if you think about it, in Joshua, um, jo- when Joshua um, took the Israelites to enter the promised land, there were eight hundred thousand people that came into Canaan under the leadership of Joshua and you can imagine that you have to lead 800,000 people at that time there were no internet there were no mobile phones there were no sound systems there were no calculators and there were all those advanced technologies now that, that are here nowadays and it's, it is not something that is simple. So the leadership of Joshua has been um, examined, and praise God at that time, Joshua gave such great advice that it, uh, that is according to God's will. There are two things that Joshua, two important things that Joshua has said to the Israelites. The first thing is to then the Israelites put away the gods that the fathers, um, their ancestors. Um, uh, worship this is important why, so that they can serve God with sincerity and faithfulness. there are so many Christians that lived in their in their syncretism it means that it is something that they believed in that today let 's say he's seeking Jesus today, then he is also um, not uh, Still afraid of letting go of all the past, they are still doing of his um, old beliefs. So, for example, in the past he worshipped the uh, um the gods, then like you know or Buddha or something like that. They still keep them. They still um keep all the books, all the um the holy books or something like that, and they still do all the rituals. So these sort of people cannot be able to serve God with sincerity and faithfulness. These sort of people who, who act on syncretism, they cannot focus on what God has um, commanded. They cannot be um, sensitive of what God wants them to do in their lives. So there is always a mismatch. What God wants, He, wants to, uh, he does the other way. And so there is always a mismatch in everything. And in this kind of life, they will never experience the fulfillment of God's promises in their life. If they become a leader, then they, can all, they cannot also become a good leader that God has provided. According to the um, same as what God has done um, to Joshua. If you think about it, Joshua can be said as the maid or, of, um, of Moses. He's not a such, you know. He's not such a great um, leader. He only came up when Moses has passed on the um, the leadership to Joshua, and God has chosen Jos- um, Joshua to replace Moses. And Joshua is really um, famous with chapter one, verse eight. Do you know what it is? The um, the verse said. Do not um, steer to the right or left. Do not, oh, um, do not think to the right or left. Don't you forget of saying these um, commands and meditate day and night. And God will make your um, journey successful. And whatever you do will be um, uh, blissful. So you can imagine. This sort of um, like as a maid, he can say such thing, and because why? Because he is anointed by God. Because based on he, like in his heart, he just want to focus and concentrate with God. And the matter of concentration and focus is really important, um, according to God, because God can never be put um, as a second place. So tell your neighbors that God is the God who is jealous. God. So tell your wife, you know, that God is the God, um, a jealous God. It, this is really important. Our God is not a God who likes to be um, flattered. Who in He likes to be flattered? There is no, uh, there is no, like there is no one who wants to be flattered, right? But what do you think about God? So think about it this way. For those who are married already, yeah. for those who are not married yet, just think about it, imagine it. So, just think about it. Imagine if you're married, you've got a husband or wife, and then the husband or the wife has kept the um the f- he, their ex- a photo of their ex-boyfriends or girlfriends, and then every time there's a chance, he opens up the wallet and then he looked at it. uh. And then keep on like smiling, oh, well, not looking at it, and then imagining the past, you know, such a beautiful um, past. And then when, when they see you, they just quickly c- close up the wallet, and then you ask, what are you, wa- what are you looking at? And you're saying, oh no, nothing, nothing. <laughs> so you can imagine, right? And then wh- when um, your partner left, and you started opening up, pu- opening it again, and looking at it, do you think you want to do to live with this sort of person um, for years? Of course, you will. You will ask. You will command your um, partner to throw away the photos of your ex, um, boyfriends or girlfriends, or bye bye, like goodbye. So we cannot feel peaceful if our um, partner. Is keeping the photos of their um, ex-partners, but even though it's just a photo, but it's always in their ha- mind and their hearts. So this is really important. So if we are human and we can feel such thing, what about God? We if we don't look, then we won't know, right? But God, for 24/7, he can see and he knows it. If our hearts is only half-heartedly. But we're expecting such a, f- um, a full blessing, right? Sometimes we tend to have a great trade mind, trading mind. You know, all you wanted is 100% profit or more, right? That's what we wanted, but now it's not going to happen. Joshua is saying that let go, put away your gas that um, your ancestors worship on the other side of the flood in Egypt. Just put away put them away. Separate them. They're saying um, they're advising Israelites to do such thing. The second important thing is that um, Joshua advised that so then Israelites live um with the fear of the Lord and serve him in sincerity and faithfulness. So sincerity um, and faithfulness is really important to God. Probably humans cannot understand the sincerity and faithfulness of your um, what you do, but God can. If you want to receive the greatest blessings from God, then the decision to be sincere and faithful is really important. God doesn't, uh, God cannot entrust the greatness to you unless. He can see this character in your life. You can imagine if you have um, employee uh, comes in on Monday and then Tuesday take a day off and then Wednesday comes in and then. Um, what about this sort of um this sort of um employee? It's not good, right? Even if you want to interest that um that authority you're not going to give it right because of his attitude in terms of how he works you cannot receive um, you cannot receive that trust so if today we have been blessed by God and we want to achieve the highest calling from God then this character of being sincere and faithful is really important this will make us God to trust us God, the Bible says, if we can be trusted in the small matters, then God will give us um, responsibility in the bigger things, bigger matters. People will not be able to sincere um, if they cannot feel um, trusted. They cannot be faithful to small things if they do not. Um, they cannot be faithful with great things if they don't um, be faithful in small things. So start with those simple things. There are no other, no other decisions unless you don't um, make them the same as um, what God wants. Otherwise, you will fail. He's always up to date in, in every aspect of our life. Today, whatever you're experiencing, whatever problem you're experiencing, God is always up to date. Amen? He will never leave us alone because He knows for sure that whatever decision or whatever situation that we are in. So there is no other that God wants us to do rather than meditating His Word. Let us take a look at Malachi chapter 4, verse 5 and 6. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. So, who believes that at the moment we're on the last few days? Do you believe in do you believe that we're in the era of the last era, you know, if you think about it. Brothers and sisters, if we know that we believe that we're in the last few days of of the earth, then this um, verse works for us. It is said that, behold, there will be a serving from Elijah. Why is it that it, Do you think that Elijah is going to come to the earth? No, no, no. Because the Bible says people lives only one day, but then. So this passage um, speaks about um, Elijah's um, servanthood, it's not Elijah himself, but it is Elijah's ministry. What are the ministries that Elijah did? Elijah has a ministry to return the heart of the fathers to the children. At that time Israelites were were led by a a king called Ahab and his um, wife is so well known, her name is Isabel. So if you know um, if your name is Isabel, you might want to change it. So, At that time Elijah led the Israelites. Oh, eh, sorry. Um, Ahab led Israelites. Um, I- with the wife of Isabel. Isabel uh, serves the gods, and she commanded to kill all the um all the Christians in that area. So there was one day, uh, one person whose name Obadiah. He was, he was able to um to hit hundreds of um prophets. And and Elijah was um, sent by uh, Obadiah to remind the Israelites, so then they can turn their hearts to the fathers. So then Elijah can be trusted by the Israelites. God has given Elijah the power to prophesy. Elijah can say there will be no um, rain for three and a half years. So you can imagine if there are, there are no rains for um, three and a half years. Can the plants grow? So there were so many famines um, in that area for three and a half years. And then likewise, God spoke to um, Elijah um, to speak to Ahab that there will be rain soon. And Elijah is such a great or well-known person. Um, well-known prophet who has killed 400 odd um, uh, Baal prophets. So God wants the Israelites to turn their hearts back to God and let go of the worshiping the um, Baal gods. So today, likewise, God wants us to have that ministry. It is not a coincidence that we are in affiliation with Honorary Church. We both um, are making QT Seminar, Quiet Time Seminar. And it's been um, uh, in the last two years that we've made QT Seminars. And praise God today, as of today, I just heard the news that this um, QT works, this Quiet Time works is pretty much all over Indonesia and there was such great response to it from Indonesia, from city to city. And this year I will return to Indonesia to make a seminar in, Jaka- in Jakarta and Sumarang. And so far we've, we've reached Surabaya, Bali, Magasar, etc. So in April, the book Living Life, it's been produced, um, Three thousand books has been produced per month, in average, and hopefully after the seminar in Jakarta, it's going to become five thousand books per month to be produced. This is such great movement from God to turn the hearts of the children to God, the Father. Are we all His children? Yes, of course we're His children, right? So, to you who are so lazy in, de- in having devotion and reading the, um, the Bible, then I want to tell you something. Today, there is a ministry of Elijah in this earth. That's why I know for sure that it's not a coincidence that God has said He will send Elijah among us. And today, I want to um, encourage you for those who have not yet um, ordered living life, Order it. I really recommend you. I know for sure that mostly, um, mostly the young ones, who are so um um so enthusiastic with the living um with the living life, they started sharing about their devotions and whatnot. But what about the uh, mature ones, the adult ones? It is a pity. It's pitiful. The book Living Life is a monthly devotion. It's only five bucks. So if you do not make the most out of this, then other people will. Cutie Club is an idea from myself. An Honorary Church has appreciated it. And next year when we go to Korea, I'm going to take some of you who are in Cutie Club. We'll go to Korea. And they'll ask, Asked to um, to speak among all the um, the pastors around the world to speak about QT Club and it's just amazing if you think about it it's not from God if it's not from God then I don't need to work too hard uh, at the moment there are two big churches in India one of the church is called Living World Church and the other one is CLC India Christ Living Church India the two churches who asked Who requested us to do a cutie seminar in India, not to dance Indian dancing, but to make cutie seminar in India? Have you ever thought of Christ Living Church India? Here, there are more than 5,000 people. They have 78 full-time pastors in there, and have requested us to share the blessings in India. Don't you think it's like such a great movement? From God, Amen. If we are not seeing that movement that is so great, then it is your own loss because the blessing will be um, picked up by others. There's one church in Thailand. They are, they asked to name themselves as Christ Living Church Thailand. And probably after India's Indian seminar, we might have a seminar in Thailand. So you can imagine. The world can see such great movements from God. I don't need to try too hard. If it's, it is God's um, will, then it will happen on its own, itself. And it becomes such huge movements, worldly movements. Why? Because the Bible has said so. And the Bible has been um, confirmed and it will happen. We don't need to... To believe the fact that even if we don't respond, God will still continue to do His work, but we will be the one who lose the um, the blessings. I'm not I'm not uh, um, boasting about myself, about me coming up with that idea, but that idea has been respected by honorary church and other churches. Even until now, Jakarta is requesting 1,000 books per month. I have to hold it, you know, keep it on hold sometimes. Because why? Because we haven't had seminar. So that's why after we have the seminar in Jakarta, we'll have even more. Even before the seminar, Jakarta has requested 1000 books per month. So you can imagine, it's amazing. That's why I really urge you CLC congregation, don't be too lazy to do devotion. Because today there is already Elijah's ministry in this world. So we will receive the blessings. The people who have been entrusted by God and who have been given the opportunity by God they will receive such great blessings. Amen? Similarly if um, if people are um saying good you know, um praising you, if you uh, you know and you, you can keep producing the merchandise, right? And you'll receive great profit. So what is it that Curie Club does? There are only four things. That is to build the um, the attitude of reading, to getting used to um, reading because we Indonesians tend to be too lazy to read, right? That's Indonesians, most of Indonesians, so once you watch the TV, then that's it. If you want to um, read the book, then it's too, you become too lazy. So, Q T Club is building up the um, the uh, um, discipline of reading. So, once you get getting used to reading, then the second thing you can start meditating God's word, meditating the Bible that you read. So, initially uh, that first the first step is to um, to read not comics but read the Bible and devotion. Second thing is to meditate the Bible. The Word of God, but if you don't have that um, that um, discipline of reading the Bible, then it's not built yet. If you um, if you only read Monday and Wednesday and Friday or something like that, but if you have make your commitment to read every day, then the second thing that you will receive. The second thing is to um, to meditate God's Word, and I believe that. If you um, meditate God's word, then you will receive such great blessings. The third thing is to teach you to um, be brave enough to share. They started to be able to share whatever they have received from that um, de- devotion through the mailing list and whatnot. So it is they're being taught to be able to share among the Christians. And then the last um, phase is that once you are used to sharing it among the Christians, then they will be encouraged to share others who are still unbelievers. Because our church is the church who wants to fulfill God's um, prophecy. Our church is not just a church that does routine um, services, but the church who wants to, um, uh, to do God's command. So that's why I wanted to encourage all of you, to, for those who want to, um, to be blessed through Living Lives. Living Lives is such a great book. You can order them. Amen. Who <laughs> He wants to say to God, Yes, Lord, I want to make the habit of um, reading the Bible. Praise God. And the second thing, so if the first thing was for our decision has to be based on God's, um, God's will, then the second thing, our decision shouldn't be compromised by the majority. This is what Joshua has said in chapter 24 verse 15. And if it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will, sh- um, will serve whether the God which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amor- Amorites or in whose land you dwell but as for me and my house we will serve the Lord it's amazing and this is such a great statement that is so strong as, um, from a leader a leader wouldn't, have, um, wouldn't be um, fickle to steer to the, um, to the wave they don't care about what the majority speaks. A, a leader who likes to be steered or fickle by the majority, then they will not become a successful leader. But Joshua has said to Israelites, he said, today I'll give you an option whether you want to serve the God um, that your father served, the, the God, or the gods of the Amorites, or or the lord but joshua said that as for me in my house we will serve the lord this is such a great statement of a leader we tend to follow the you know flow we tend to say oh there are so many christians who doesn't um who doesn't um have devotion but they go to church that's a flow, and even though we're not reading, we still love God and we still believe in Jesus or whatnot. That's the flow um, that people tend to do. Even though we don't go to church, but I still pay for the um, I still pay for the tithe. So this sort of flow, those people who follows this flow, they will not. Move forward, they will not be able to experience the breakthroughs that God has planned for them, because why? Because they're not focusing, because they compromise with the majority of people, what the people does. According to the statistic in the world, there's only ten percent of the people who have devotions. But I believe that Elijah's um, ministries will bring us towards closer towards God how great how many Christians who whose heart are not close to Jesus but they close to other things they close um they have closer to the work to their to their hobbies to other things but not to God and Elijah has said if you're being given to in this life to choose then choose not to compromise with the majority, what majority thinks. The um, the thoughts um, from the majority may not be right or may not be wrong, but as for sure, if you follow um, the Word of God and everything that you do is based on God's Word, then you will receive the greatest blessings. Sometimes we have to make our um the right decisions even though not all the decisions are right and pleasing our hearts. Sometimes the decisions um the, the right decision we have to sacrifice our flesh. We tend to want to please our um our flesh, right? But the right decision based on um God's will will not compromise the, the flesh. I remember when I was young, when all my friends asked me to play. I made a decision not to play. I made a decision to stay at home and help my parents, help my mom to make ice, to um, make bread so then we can sell them. This is a decision that is um, sacrificing the flesh obviously as kids we want to play but as i can see the need i'm decided to stay and this decision is really important and we need to learn to be able to make a decision that is right according to god's word even though all the other peoples do not do that or they disagree with our decision based on our um, based on the bible but god will Bless this decision, to not follow the flow. Normally, people tend to seek God in two extremes in our lives. When they are so in a deep pit, then they'll seek God. They'll be crying out loud and um, asking God things. And the second extreme is when they're being so blessed, when they receive such great successful or they're, um the highest peak kind of thing they'll be so grateful and to God but sometimes our lives we don't have those extreme um, points right we tend to have a life that is right in the middle in the average um, situation but in this sort of um, position in the average life we really need to be careful the Bible has given the example of David. When David was being chased by Saul, he um, he was looking for God. But when he was so blessed to become a king, um, when all the kings um, are out there fighting, he was just taking it easy and relaxing. And when he relaxed, he realized that there was a lady who was um, having shower. And as he can see it, then he started to get attracted. So you know what happened, right? He fell into sin. And so when we face such average situation or circumstances, not in the highest peak of our successfulness or on the deepest pit of our failure, when we're just living in an average life, that is such a the, um, that's the most important situation. To be careful, so then we do not be tricked, we, so we don 't become weak, so then we don 't see every, you know any challenges because the more we are weak, the more challenges comes in, and the challenges know for sure when we 're weak, even though we 're not inviting them so that 's why I believe that God is allowing all these difficulties to come into our lives so that we can um, have a dynamic um, relationship with God. Whatever we experience, it's not going to be a smooth sailing once. So, to make our lives to, to God is beautiful. We'll learn to do goodness to others, not because the other people are good to us, but because we want to do good to them, amen. Not because who they are, but because of who we are. If there are people who heard, who have heard us, then give thanks, because they are actually being used by God to receive um, our faithfulness and our goodness. If you've never been hurt, then you will never um, learn how to forgive, but let us all learn. So then if there's anyone who has cheated us, God has used him or her to make us wiser. If you've been cheated, if you're still being able to be cheated, then we're not um, wise yet. Sometimes there are people who are pressuring us, who are hating us then give thanks and be grateful, because God is using them to make us a stronger mental mentality. Give thanks to uh, if there are people who loved us, because that's such great blessings for us. Today, I will not um, make my sermon any longer, but I really urge you so then we can realize that our life is a choice. Make the choices and de- the right decisions while we can Don't ever make the wrong decisions because you, you have been given an o- uh, opportunity to make the extraordinary um, decision. So the first thing Your decision has to be based on the Word of God so then your decisions will never become wrong because God's Word will never become a failure and the Word of God will always um, be successful. Second thing is that make your decisions without any compromise. Um, Do not follow the the flow. If your husband is too lazy to read the Bible then don't follow him. But let us all individually we make a great decisions, not what God has done, or not because of all other people do, but because of what we need to do. Let us all pray.